we're rolling too. So this, right. is, this is kind of the. Soundtrack. I think we absolutely yeah. are rolling. The, right yeah, we're on a roll. We're rolling down Butter a river. Chuck, we're on a roll. <laughs> rolling down a river. All right. Uh, so All right. What's, what's, what's happening? Yeah, so this what, is the moment we've all been we, waiting what for. What do we have? What do we have for the show? We want to talk about some electoral politics. I can talk yeah. about yeah, okay, North, yeah, Korea. North Korea. We can talk a little bit about that too. Go to your nearest treatment center. You have been infected with liquid flannel from Lincoln, Nebraska, the capital of the state where I grew up. I am Matthew Hodges, surrounded by friends who I hardly ever get to see in person, and this is really great. And I want to start off the top with founding member of liquid flannel, back from the dead, Chuck Williams. That's right. I'm like Lazarus, baby. <laughs> you are risen. It is a good Easter didn't happen, I have but it's risen like indeed. Easter. This is our Easter podcast. Can I oh. get an amen? Chuck is back with liquid flannel tonight. Hey, and I was still able to usher on Easter five <laughs> days after the accident. It's, it's a miracle. I'm going to call that one in. Praise the Lord. I'm going to put you for sainthood. Hallelujah, dude. You only need like two more miracles. So. Seriously. <laughs> We'll wait till the end of the episode for those. (laughs) Somebody's got to argue devil's advocate, though. Yes, and our devil's advocate on this episode is our returning, sometimes third chair, but tonight, I think you're sitting in the fourth chair, Nick Glessman. I've got the leather lawn, so... Yeah, you've got the easy chair. I feel like I just command everything right here. You all do my bidding, because I've got the big easy chair. Meanwhile, I'm in this straight-backed wooden chair that I'm going to try not to let creak too much, but it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to happen. Well, it's called the possible challenge right so. <laughs> well jordan peterson is going to be real proud of me but uh our actual fourth posture? chair I, our, our our third chair is our regular guest guest host friend brendan williams what, a, show what an introduction sorry it was no it was perfect I'm, I'm discombobulated by actually looking at everybody's faces instead of just seeing who's talking oh, on yeah. skype. skype or something yeah right? it's a very right. different experience i might just look at my phone the whole time yeah just to, just to replicate an authentic podcast. We all just hold experience. our phones up like this. We need know. Brendan to get a mouse that he can just click near his microphone the whole time so we <laughs> yeah. know when he's like browsing. I just, no, for I it. have it in my pocket. I, I just carry it with me at all times or whatever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is a nice setup. That is, uh, that's our friend John who just walked in. Hey, John. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hello, my John. lovely partner. And also joining us, just chilling with the crew, is our buddy Daryl. Hello. So, hello, y'all. Live <laughs> studio audience, <laughs> right, dude? Seriously, it's the first live studio audience for Liquid Flannel. Yeah. A live studio audience. We're trying right. out our our road show tonight. Trying to break barriers here. <laughs> Instead so, of a blue wa- wave, it's a new wave. <laughs> so. so, last week we kind of wrapped up talking about how I was going to be in Nebraska next week and. I didn't want Brendan to talk about the Nebraska primaries until I was actually in the room with him. And in the past week, we've had a whole bunch of elections. And I think that's what we're going to start off with tonight, including what's going on in Nebraska, guys? Who's this Carrie Eastman person? What's going on with the gubernatorial race? Didn't you all see the pictures of me out there in my sling marching in Cinco de Mayo for yeah, Kara Eastman? I think that's what locked it. You locked like the half a dozen votes that separated this election. Which literally made the difference. I mean, you know, I like to think that we're a difference maker. No, but um, honestly, I mean, Kara Eastman, Kara Eastman, she uh, is from Omaha. She went to Creighton University. Uh, for undergrad, and she has 
served on the Metro Community College Board, as well as an organization, community organizer, to get lead out of homes in Omaha or off of properties in Omaha. So a hippie is what you're saying. <laughs> or, you know, someone concerned <laughs> yeah. with the community right. and making it better. Ah, and well, actually, like... liberal, caring about others. Come on. Man. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> what, a, what a stereotype. It's so crazy. The thing about her was that, you know, she kind of had the the types of folks that follow Bernie. She has a lot of ideas that are in alignment in terms of Medicare for all, legalization, at least of medical marijuana, but also for sensible gun reform, those kind of things. And the thing was, is that the DCCC and the Democratic National Committee have in several different instances kind of inserted themselves into the primaries no right and which seems like you're kind of trying to studio audience gasp for us (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah we'll get we'll get a laugh track in there it's all good we need a slide whistle or something but the thing is you know the dccc the way they kind of pick their candidates tends to be with who can raise the most money brad ashford her opponent was somebody that had the seat before uh years ago we had lee terry in this seat and he was in the seat for a long ass time i just remember being in high school and this guy coming to speak to us and just thinking man this guy he's a total gomer i remember he looked exactly like a fisher price man (laughs) his head was like a perfect cylinder with like this balanced haircut right on top of it with the part that like you get in the news stations or whatever that you know (laughs) like hurricanes can't break the part of of the weatherman's hair or whatever exactly exactly he he finally got drummed out of office because he had when they did the government shutdown with ted cruz he like voted against the bill that was like, don't let Congress people get paid. And he was like, well, of course I didn't vote for that. Like, I need my paycheck. I got <laughs> right. bills to pay everybody. Well, oh, yeah. funnier before and before that, uh, John Boehner had to talk with him. And it was, you know, put in the press about it because he was drinking one night with a female lobbyist at a bar in D.C. said, why'd you get me so drunk last night? Or something like that. And somebody overheard it, and it, it was news. <laughs> and, and Boehner had to say something about it. Can you imagine so, that even making a, the tiniest of ripples these days? Oh, oh no, man. Dude, they but got back then, literally, like, selling people condos for, like, 50 bucks or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. You know, having journalists arrested <laughs> when they're like, what about water pollution or whatever? They're like, get out of here. I mean, well, I, I haven't back- checked but since last week, I mean, Eric Greitens is still in office. Well, right, you know? exactly. I, eyes wide shut guy or whatever. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> but you're right. Back then, it didn't really make that much of a ripple either because it made like the second page in some news outlets or something. But then people had had enough after Brendan's incident where he was like, we should get paid during the government shutdown because I have kids that go to college as if nobody else in this country (laughs) has expenses. That was too. Was like his kids go to really nice. (laughs) Oh yes, that's that. That's that populism that is really popular with the Republicans these days. Yeah. What about that unpopular populism? I mean, that's that popular I mean, I populism. There's, but, there's plenty of populism going on that's unpopular among well, certain people. I mean, good point. Shit, right? I mean, yeah, but they aren't people. Ice rhetoric. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're talking they're about animals. talking well, about how MSN, MS thirteen, MSNBC, MSNBC. Did same thing. Oh, what? Uh, MS, I think you figured out the secret MS, connection. How MS thirteen is animals and 
basically everybody who's an immigrant is MS-13 and everybody who's brown is an immigrant. They're basically wow. just making everybody animals. And that's populism, but well, that's there are true. a whole bunch of people that's who don't true. like that shit. Well, you know, Lee Terry's populism got voted out in Omaha. <laughs> and the guy that replaced him was Brad Ashford, who was a former Republican uh, turned Democrat. He kind of ran on the, we've got to work together, everybody, like across the aisle. Back in the Obama days where everyone thought, Anything could happen if you just hoped hard enough right. and right. put out your purest intentions. But uh, <laughs> Try so, to work across the aisle with exactly. people who literally want you dead. So okay. he was you know, rewarded with that like neocon willingness to try something by getting his ass voted straight out by, <laughs> by a dude that wasn't even from Nebraska named Don Bacon. Right, who, yeah. yeah, who was in the military. He's like, like take him oh, for the team. Thank I you, came Lee here Terry. because I loved the military establishment so much, you know, and I really wanted to serve here because this is the this is going to be ground zero for the ISIS showdown if things, you know, if shit hits the fan. <laughs> I mean, you know. no joke during his debates with Brad Ashford. At one point, Brad Ashford literally said, you're running against me, not ISIS. You know? so, so Don Bacon's been in office now. He really hasn't done much of note. You know, he's just kind of voted the party line or whatever. Sure. And he also stopped doing town hall meetings because he, oh, for sure. he said it was like the opposition are the only ones that show up. It's not his real constituents. That's the fucking point, you oh, idiot. Right. Well, Jesus. but he thinks he thinks they're not his constituents. He thinks that they're like Soros backed, you yeah. know, people with no time <laughs> oh, on their absolutely. hands. And so, and he, he, no does, jobs. <laughs> yeah, he goes out, but he just says, like, well, you know, your views don't reflect like the views of the majority of people in the state or whatever, where it's like he won his vote by less than like it was like one percent yeah right the vote and he trump won by like three yeah. percent so this guy underperformed trump so he has a real chance of getting voted out one of the memorable things that he did was when there were some obamacare repeal negotiations going on and he's like now that the cbo you know budget came out you know i went from a yes to a hell yes on repeal <laughs> or whatever and they're like mm, okay that's probably not the best message so that was like the biggest scandal that he's had but he also comes out and he says like i support daca i want to vote for daca we should do a clean daca bill so now that just Eastman, came in the news that he wasn't for that that he wasn't for a straight up vote wasn't that recently? I mean, okay, he, said look he said in the past that he supported it. So, I mean, sure. he may not be – he's certainly not doing anything actively to try to get a vote. <laughs> One way or the it. other, absolutely. Well, like he's happy to give it lip service. Oh, so, yeah. what's everybody's <laughs> predictions then? I mean, what's what's the liquid flannel? Are we offering well, a line? We got a, I, we got a point spread? Well, you know, the establishment media says that this went from being – a toss-up district to leaning conservative yeah, now. It's, it's, and it's Bacon's race to lose. Because it, right. was a, it was the non-establishment Democrat who won the primary. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. get out there and vote for all the Omaha. We'll and, do that. And also, I mean, this is another one of those tests that the DNC is going to be having a ton of this year. Like, now you've got a candidate. Like, are you going to actually stand behind somebody who has a message that might be able to win in one of these elections, even if they might be behind in war chest or name recognition or, you know, establishment cred? Right. It should be noted that we're recording this on Thursday night, May 24th. And this article just came out today saying Nebraska House members won't join bid to force DACA vote. So just the real quick first paragraph. Oh, so or he, he just was happy to give it lip service. But oh, yeah. when it actually right. was time yeah. to do something, he was like, never mind. Yeah, so here's absolutely. a quote from Bacon. He goes, I'm not signing the discharge petition, 
uh, noting that he's prepared to support a comprehensive immigration reform bill proposed by <laughs> House Judiciary Committee Chairman Bob Goodlatte of Virginia. Good latte? That is scheduled uh, for consideration in June. Yes, good latte for sure. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a lot of coffee drinking fans out there. Is that a, is that a soy latte? Oh man, is he a soy boy or something? Yeah, <laughs> you know, for the soy boys, right? Because with bacon, you can never, you can never oh, get that's enough right. bacon. I hate. I just, I just want to talk about that tagline and how ridiculous it is. <laughs> right. To me, it's insulting to your constituents and your voters. Like, hey, you fat piece of shit, eat some more bacon. Eat some more bacon. Right. You can never get enough bacon. Or it's, it's straight Dude, out your of state depends on it with all right. the Tyson plans. It's yeah. straight out of Parks and Rec, right? Where like one of the biggest lobbyists in town is like Paunch Burger, and they, they sell like 128 ounce sodas and shit like oh, that. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm sure right. there's gonna be like campaign ads of like Dom Bacon like diving into a bacon pool like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Or get out there, man. right. Or you could just get on Twitter and look at uh, Mike Huckabee's tweet to Kim Jong Il today, oh, or Kim Kim Jong Un. The whole the whole Korea deal fell apart. Like maybe he should spend a little more time negotiating a little a little bit less time at the buffet and immediately everyone was like Huckabee? of anybody yeah. to talk about spending too much time at the buffet you were in the worst possible <laughs> position the thing to note about most of the nebraska primaries in general the republican opponent if they were running with opposition it within their primary the winning Republican received more votes than all of the the Democrats combined. That's just how Nebraska is. Right. So it's always going to be, you know. Kara Eastman, for the most part, is a radical, hardcore leftist compared to any other sure. Nebraska politician. Right. She might as well be Stalin. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they're going to say, but right. I think I think she has a decent chance. People are like, oh, just give up now because there's no way anyone in Nebraska is going to vote for you yeah, know, that's a bullshit. liberal woman or whatever when they can right. vote for military strongman Don Bacon who's just going to toe the party line. But I just am not so sure. And also you never know what could happen right. Right. throughout the election season. I mean, every day there's new Trump scandals and <laughs> Don Bacon, if he ties himself to Trump, he could drag him down. Right. Well, and you, you also know that, especially in a state like Nebraska, conservatives tend to show up for primary elections more than right. progressive leading voters. And that goes incredibly so in Nebraska, where a lot of the voters are incredibly conservative. And those are also like the old people and the people who have time to take off work to go and vote. Right. Which is primary. still a small percentage of the actual population of sure. Nebraska. So, right, right. I mean, it's... It's not impossible for the Democrats to go out there and kick up some new voters, but yeah. but man, they've got a big hill to climb. This so. is why this dude. I wanted to talk about this story. So uh-huh. this is a story that I read today. Wait, about, you brought printouts? I printed out because <laughs> I knew I Brent, knew that we would be. Brendan brought his homework. So uh, there was a county in western Nebraska, Garden County. That sounds pretty. Approval to it's conduct okay. the primary election that just happened entirely by mail so they didn't have any polling places or anything okay they just mailed a ballot to every registered voter and then they could drop it off or mail it back yeah and it boosted turnout from 24 percent to 58 percent nice (laughs) yep because most people sent in their votes early they were able to like get their results tabulated like way faster than people who had to like drive like stacks of paper ballots or whatever around town sure you know, this is the type of thing that could really dramatically change 
elections if yeah. people go out there and fight for it and it's an easy fight to have to just say well, we just mm-hmm. mail people's ballots and it's not a partisan issue or right. anything yeah. it could get more people involved but right now i think it's good to get more people involved because even in a conservative state like nebraska if you're just expanding the electorate that much you know hey it's it's on the tipping point it could go it could go blue. Yeah. And that yeah. system exists other places. I mean, Oregon State has been doing that in all, I think, all of their elections statewide and up um, for years where you just, I think everyone is automatically registered when they go to the DMV and then they're automatically sent a ballot right. every time there's an election. And they have incredible voter turnout there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you say that it's a nonpartisan issue, I don't think that's quite right because the Republicans absolutely treat it as a partisan issue because they know when more people show up, people want progressive and, you know, populist policies. So they'll fight it. Absolutely. And they they do every step. They're so big and they want voter identification. Absolutely. there's partial truth to it, but for the most part, it's just based on. <laughs> but honestly, irony, if that's you, giving it way too much credit. <laughs> but if you let's assume you do, and let's assume that's right, I feel like it would be more secure for you to mail the ballot to each unit. You know how many people right, are yeah. registered to vote. You don't have to present your ID all the time, type of thing. Maybe you could argue it that way against conservatives that are going to give that falsification bullshit or voter fraud bullshit. We'll see what, we'll see what Nebraska has in store for it. I mean, so. yeah, I, I guess the other way to look at the voter fraud thing is you know exactly how many people are registered because you're sending out exactly that number of ballots. Right. It's right. not like, I mean, I don't know how voter fraud's supposed to work anyway because if you've <laughs> ever voted, they're checking your identification or your voter card against a list that they've got at the place you can't just walk i mean unless you're doing same day registration or something which they don't do in nebraska but a lot of places do and they they probably should do that more because just because you forgot to fill out a form they should mean that you don't get to vote but it's like i wouldn't be opposed if you show up same day registration when you register to vote do you have to have an id to register to vote i don't think so oh well never mind i don't know who no, cares? I think you do. I That's think how you all the Mexicans voted. Millions well, of them did. Didn't you hear about it? You got to prove state, like state residents or something like that. I think. Well, because like usually I would just register to vote when I whatever, got my know, driver's like license renewed card. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for that, I think I had to have ID. But when I don't know. when uh, when Stephanie went to the poll, she said there was an old lady there who was like, "Here's my ID." Here's my ID, and they're like, "We don't need to see your ID." She's like, "Well, I want to show one. you. I just want to show it to you." This baby off right yeah. now. Maybe it was like uh, you know when a kid first turns like 21 or something, they go to the bar and the oh, yeah. bouncer waves them in. They're like, "Hold on, hold yeah. on, no, 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 no. You gotta, yeah. you gotta check my hold documents. On. You wanna see this real quick, sir? Yeah, it says I'm 21. I'm participating with the game now, right? Because I am the man. <laughs> so, well, an interesting primary down in Texas as well. Um, Lupe Valdez the former Dallas uh, sheriff made history by being the first Latina ever to get a major party nomination for governor. Uh, Also the first lesbian to get that distinction. Um, She's going to be running against governor Greg Abbott, who is distinctly anti LGBTQ and Mm -hmm. it might be a really interesting race. He's, He's got like $40 million in his campaign war chest, and I have no idea where she stands. But Is that for sheriff or governor? You yeah, said? That's, okay. that's for governor. Okay. So Greg Abbott is is the one who, I mean, he's kind of backing off it now, but they were pushing a, a strict bathroom bill uh, across the state of Texas. That was also the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick. And mm. then I've talked about 
Attorney General Ken Paxton a couple of times, who's the guy who keeps getting his ass handed to him in court for upholding gerrymandering. Speaking of, <laughs> Republicans don't want more Democrats to be right. able to vote. There are three Ps in the pod, but right. yeah, Lupe Valdez, um, I honestly couldn't tell you that much about her policies. I think she's, I mean, she's former law enforcement running as Democrat. Right, that's the craziest you know, thing like, is like the, the Democratic nominee is like, I think Chuck one time made a vote where he was like, more women prison guards <laughs> right, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is what diversity is. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude. They just, the yeah, Democrats like just James Kobe would be running as a Democrat now, you know. I mean, like, I guess it is. Yeah, it is kind of he probably will. It right. is kind of baby steps in Texas right now, but I mean, I'd rather well, have, I'd rather have Valdez than Abbott. Oh, it's going to be an absolutely. interesting race for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know that he was prepared for this right. type of opponent. We'll see if the Bernie Bros come out and start, you know, lob, lobbing hand grenades <laughs> toward her. Now, doesn't Texas have like a double primary? There's like a pre-primary. When yeah, it, this was the runoff election. Okay. Yeah. You guys have too many elections well, out there. I have like, that printout, we got too. the primary. Oh, we got the pre-primary. <laughs> yeah, sure. Give you the percentages or whatever. Give us the, give us the details on this. Uh, yeah, because this is the runoff <laughs> primary. Valdez, uh, this is the runoff. She got 53% of the votes. Okay. Business executive Andrew White. White. Yeah. Wait. White. Andrew White. <laughs> right. Did you have a wider White. person than that? White. So uh, <laughs> does it have the 21st district in texas that election i bet it does because that's the one that, with, um, that one is wild and that one has like joseph homophobic... knopser and mary wilson mary be... wilson is also an lgbt woman she literally had like 20 maybe like thirty six thousand dollars to spend uh for her campaign this dude had over six hundred thousand to spend <laughs> and i think did she win or does it show what the results were for that? Uh, no, runoff? the guy won. But Joseph Cops Copsner. What was that? Well, fifty-eight percent. He ran like <laughs> some sort of. I don't know if it was an ad or a print where it, it might have been a survey asking what their thoughts were of a lesbian congressman or woman or something. Right. <laughs> but Demo- he's a Democrat, the and he's doing like, be like, how do you feel about a gay? In yeah, office? seriously, like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know what? This With friends party. like these, yeah, man. That's, seriously, that's how they. That's but how you gotta win in these red states. You, think, <laughs> you gotta get those establishment candidates. Yeah, right. The way you win in a red state is gradually right. become the other party, right. and right. then because, we're all winning all the time. Right. Isn't because it's just if like you, Southern strategy, just like in the 21st century. Like, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Except now you're courting. Yeah, right. If you could come out as a democrat and be like i hate gays and i'm pro-life then people will definitely be like well i'm not gonna vote for a republican then <laughs> right like, that's right. the strategy right there right so well, yeah this other dude uh, like... texas had all kinds of crazy elections former nfl player and civil rights attorney colin allred how did he do he dominated oh yeah Good. no he's great he's like he's a hometown boy everybody loves him he's he's spent so long, uh, you know, advocating for better uh, legal representation for the poor and prison reform. He's he's incredible. I'm really glad that he won and am not surprised at all. Well, and that was his opponent was the guy that the former like Hillary Clinton um, finance right, the team fucking or whatever. DNC tried to primary this <laughs> incredibly popular hometown hero, gorgeous black man who like God. you like put his Boston NFL shit. career on hold so he could go to fucking law school and start to you know right. like help get black kids out of prison right. in a majority black district, and they decided to pick this asshole 
to run uh, against him with all this out of state money. Oh, it's I, so funny. I co-sided all of that, but yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous that they do that. And that's what the D Triple C was doing with Brad Ashford, and he fucking lost up here though. Absolutely. And then yeah. just like down there. Yep. Right. But now the question is, does that make it more vulnerable well, to progressive people? Well, and the, the one that I wanted to talk about is this one in Kentucky where the Democrat who won is this woman, Amy McGrath, mm. who was like, I was the first female fighter pilot. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, dude. And then, but yeah, even the DNC was like, mm, I don't want that lady to run or whatever. Like, let's get a white lawyer up in here or whatever. To run <laughs> right, for her dude. Seat. Could she, you be a man and not whatever you are? Right. That, yeah, but she won, so that's going to be a crazy race too. Where oh they have God. this literal why does the female DNC fighter keep pilot just backing these jackass candidates? Because why do they do it in the primary? Is the better question? Because it's what they've always done. Like that's they're not true, they're yeah. not changing anything. They're just like, well, but they could make we've their got chances better. By Trump, so let's just keep doing what we've always been let's, doing. Fact, right, let's right, double right, down yeah. on the strategy that lost us so many congressional yeah, seats, so many state houses, and the most the most winnable presidential election in modern history yeah they're just so afraid of upsetting the apple cart speaking of speaking of ideological diversity i think we're uh i think we're about ready to take a break i'm getting heated so i need to step outside (laughs) and have a cigarette i can't smoke in this studio it's driving me crazy oh man Um, you need to but you need to chill i I think uh i think start using snooze on the on the subject on the subject of female fighter pilots i think we got to talk about this this new outrage about they're putting oh battlefield i think it's all right oh yeah about it's about world war ii okay yeah let's take a break we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about that awesome Cara Eastman says she's optimistic she could be the first woman to represent congressional district 2 while her former opponent Brad Ashford tells me he's done running for office political newcomer Cara Eastman defeats former congressman Brad Ashford by about 1100 votes now moving on to the general elections for Congressional District 2. People are very excited and I'm just grateful for all of the work that everybody put into this campaign. When asked about her strategy. For you. <laughs> um, well, that guy. <laughs> we, we knocked on over 60,000 doors. Eastman says the basics helped her learn how to best serve. People's desire or need for affordable health care. Um, debt-free education where people aren't drowning in debt, a living wage where people don't have to work two or three jobs to put food on the table. Yeah. (laughs) That reminds me of a thing I read on Reddit where it was like the guy who fucked up the (laughs) most ever where he's like, he was buying a new toilet because theirs had had broken and finally just like given up the ghost. So he's at Home Depot and the guy's like, okay, and here are our toilet seats over here. And he's like, well, I mean, I live by myself. I don't know why I'd need a toilet seat. You know, that's that's like for women to sit down. And the guy's like, what do you... Take a shit. Like, how do you poop? Right. And, and right. the guy's... Well, he he's like, I stand... Well, no, I st- no. He, was, he, he had spent his entire life sitting on like the cold ceramic rim, like with oh. his balls dangling in the water. Oh. <laughs> wow. Have you ever accidentally done that? It's the fucking worst. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's you, so You got to take a shower, man. You, you never feel clean after <laughs> well, that. When I, was, when I was overseas, we didn't have sit-down toilets. We had uh, squatters. And... Right. Oof. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I dated a girl from Moldova. And <laughs> so, first of all, the, the best thing about dating anybody, but in particular women from Eastern European countries, 
is, is talking about their toilets in the old country. Well, dude, okay, so... No, the conversation Joyce, came up because... Is there a way to lock this? Because it keeps falling down. Yeah, yeah. Hold up one second. It's that little thing. Anyway, tell your Moldova story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hold on one second. Here, here. I'll make you. I'll make you while you walk around. No, no. It's all good. <laughs> no, we, we got uh, it. <laughs> I think it might be all right like this. No, no. All right. And a slight technical difficulty here. Stand, Please stand by. <laughs> no, having to tighten some knobs. Chuck is Chuck is my knob. Chuck is playing with Glessman's Mm. knob right now. I'll just do a little bit, a little bit slow. I mean, he did buy us dinner beforehand. Yeah, he's a gentleman, a scholar. Somebody like eleven $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, hundred dollars so you can buy this list Paul's Jr. Do you play? Yeah. Do you, you play? wanna hang out with my dad? Your dad is just like who who is your dad? He's a weird dude. Your dad is a pretty weird dude. I just love the story about how he changed his name to join the Navy. Yeah, it's weird. Why the why would he do that? Well, he started out as he was a he was a Murphy Schmitt. to begin with. Oh, a Schmidt, a My Schmidt. Mom is Murphy. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and just decided that when he joined the Navy, his what like his name was too Irish or something. He was afraid they were going to hose him down and make no make idea. jokes about how he drank all the time. He so. was like estranged from his family or something, so. He was like, oh, I'm like moving across the country to get away from them. And I think his parents were going through a divorce. Yeah. And this was like fucking 60s or 70s or something like that. Right. So it was very different. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I'm like not taking that name. And I'm, he was going to, he, so he changed his name to name himself after his dad because his dad's name was William. Okay. So he like took his dad's first name as his last name. Yeah. Like what some Viking shit or that? whatever. <laughs> Think about the that. the grandpa you mean yeah well he died like well i guess not he must have been no he was alive for at least 10 years or something true. afterwards yeah, so, i don't right. know he died when i was pretty work. little so i, I never got yeah, his perspective that is that is, that is totally this one that is totally your dad too like be estranged from your parents take off from home in the late 60s early 70s and name yourself after your father and join the military right. instead of like Becoming yeah. a peacenik or <laughs> right. a hippie or something. <laughs> no, but he was a hippie too. Like he told me, like he was like, "Oh yeah, like one time I, we had this roommate, and she was just like growing weed, um, and we were like, oh, that's cool or whatever." Like, <laughs> so it's just weird. Huh. Maybe he likes like, Fox he was, for like, the stage, aesthetic. He was, like, out, he was like out in California, like in the right. They do have pretty like, girls 60s, on like, living in Height Ashbury or something. Yeah, yeah. And, well, he was like doing like submarine missions and stuff. So like you go out and then you come back or whatever. All it's, right, it's crazy. Yeah. Huh. It's whack. Strange fellow. Well, <laughs> okay, so Moldova girl. Uh, <laughs> the thing was. She first of all, she was so floored by Golden Corral. Uh, <laughs> I, I too am floored by it. <laughs> this guy in that a had, different way. This workout buddy of mine uh, was like, "Hey, I'm going to take my girl to Golden Corral 
do you want to uh, invite Vlada? And I was like, I guess. So I called her and we went and I was like, yeah, so it's Golden Corral, but <laughs> she's like, oh my God. Like she was just amazed by yeah. it. And then yeah, she said all of this as much as you wanted it. Right. And she, she was just yeah, like, you know, cool. Omaha is so nice. And, uh, <laughs> you know, at the time, so she was a foreign exchange student at Northwest High School. And she was like, the the restrooms there are like the restrooms in four-star hotels or whatever <laughs> in Moldova <laughs> because you don't have to squat to the ground to take a piss or right, whatever. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so. I remember there was like a story where like Boris Yeltsin or something like went to like a, like a Piggly Wiggly or whatever in the 80s. A Piggly um, Wiggly. With, with like the head of the CIA or whatever on his like goodwill trip. <laughs> and he was like i just reported back home i was like i'm sure the americans have like staged this like this <laughs> like ostentatious display of how much like, food overabundance and, yeah. or whatever and they're like they're like yeah we just like throw half of the shit away you know like <laughs> it, just, it just expires or whatever and he was like this is they're clearly <laughs> yeah, pulling right. my leg like <laughs> I can't believe they think I'm going to fall for this yeah. like nonsense. It was an extensive operation because we ended up passing like six or seven of those <laughs> places as we drove across town. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get some usable audio. Okay. What do we well, want to do? We wanna, do we want to talk about North Korea? I thought we were going to talk about battle Battlefield. Well, maybe we oh, should save yeah, that the for video a high game. note. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about talk about Battlefield. Talk about okay. Sorry to tease everyone like that. <laughs> We, you're just going to have to keep listening right, if you're right. a video gamer. So, so, who has ordered their North Korea Summit commemorative <laughs> coin? Because coin. those are those are on deep discount today. I tried fellas. to go to the website and the website was down. Because <laughs> everyone's what, trying really? to buy these yeah. things. Nice. <laughs> they're Dude, only like going to be worth so much money. I, no, I don't not. think so. No, I mean, they made, they made like If everybody wants them. them. Oh, it's, if it's, millions of people want them. If it was intentional, it would be genius, but it's not. That's the worst part about it is if they were just open about it. But it's the White House gift shop, right? It's not that's not something that's being sold through like Trump's campaign website. That's the thing that they actually thought was going to happen. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, they do all kinds of commemorative coins for all kinds of stuff. I'm saying that I don't think the profits go directly to him, do they? I'm sure he's going to find a know. way to get it. I think it know. is a government entity or right. whatever. Um, it, it's not like a private Trump thing uh, or whatever. Although I'm sure they're turning that out and they're sending out right. Like fundraising emails or whatever. Oh, you know, sure, sure. Saying like, <laughs> if you donate X amount, you'll you get know, this sweet coin. Don't let the liberal media win. Or you know, <laughs> they've teamed up with North Korea to make me look bad. Please give me ten dollars. Right I just, now. yeah, I just love that. Um, I mean, he's a he's a bizarre ham faced boy anyway, but. Doing him in profile. Wait, which one are you talking in, about? Well, yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> doing doing either Kim or Trump in profile uh, in like boss relief on a oh, coin makes so him. Look, I mean, it's like it's like Mr. Frog and Mr. Toad. <laughs> it's it's like Kirby's Dreamland versus Doctor Robotnik or something. <laughs> you know. Like. Well, the best part is that even though you know. North Korea got mad because they were doing like a military exercise. And then Trump was like, well, maybe we'll stop doing the military exercise. And then they were like, oh, it still is not 
good enough. Like we're still mad at you. And so he's like, well, no, nah, you're not, I'm not, you're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. Right. And he just writes his letter where he was like, Oh, I thought we were best friends. Yeah. But in fact, can we, now I text? hope I don't have to nuclear detonate should, you or whatever. Read right. the text of this letter because it is, it does read like a scorned girlfriend. <laughs> it reads like Trump directly, uh, he he dictated it, dictated it to John Bolton, and John Bolton wrote it down. <laughs> you would think, like, what kind of insane person would get this letter dictated to them, and then like not be like, "All right, great first draft. Like, I'm gonna punch it up. Right. I'll, you know, I'll send yeah. you, I'll send it to you for review or whatever." No, he's just like first draft, nailed it. All right, who has the who, who does the best uh, Trump voice in the room? I've been, um, I've been practicing my Jordan, Jordan Peterson, so I don't think it's. Me. I'm not much of a voice actor. So. <laughs> Let me let me get my phone up for it. Here we go. This was good. We need to get you some dramatic music behind. Abilities, but ours are so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. <laughs> Brendan, you've got the voice. Read it. <laughs> this is the best part. He's like, greatly appreciate your time and patience. Really looking forward to it. But, you know... We were informed that the meeting was requested by North Korea, but that to us is totally irrelevant. I was very much looking forward to being there with you. Sadly, based on the tremendous anger and hostility displayed in your most recent statement, it's inappropriate at this time to have this meeting. It's kind of <laughs> like... If you change your mind, you know, hit me up. Hit, well, hit up my line. It's kind of like loud. when you go up to the girl that you... It's like when you go up to the girl that you have no shot to date and they're actually repulsed by you and you go... I'm sorry, it just wouldn't work out between us, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> we could have been something great, right? But yeah. but then North Korea was like, "Oh, we'll still do it if you want or whatever today." So it's like, who even knows? Like, right. it's just so it's just so petty know, there, and there so res- ridiculous. Their response was basically, I mean, the one that prompted this letter was like, "Oh, they're just going to ask us to completely disarm ourselves before the meeting as a precondition for the meeting." Right. So, and we're not going to do that. Well, so. And, like, so many people were like, oh, this meeting was a horrible idea in the first place. Like, I, I was lying when I said that I supported this. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. my, that yeah. was a mistake. And isn't that what isn't that what everyone knew was going to happen as soon as it got announced? It was like, you know, either this gets canceled for some reason because Trump isn't going to go over there. <laughs> we said it not on being, this show. Yeah. Like, is this even going to happen? Like, probably no not. No way. Like, he wants to be president of deals and have everything all set up before he gets there. Kim's not going to give up anything. He just wants the... Uh, the exposure media. and yeah. the, um, you know, the legitimization of meeting with an American president. Right. Uh, but he's not going to give up anything. So, well, and the 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 best part is that he has they don't have a plan B or whatever. He didn't think this through, and so now he's like, well, now we're not going to have a meeting. And he's like, what are you going to do now? And he's like, well, I'm just going to threaten nuclear war a bunch. (laughs) Right. It was going so well before. (laughs) But Um, then the letter ends so weirdly because it's like, if you change your mind, this is a direct quote. Okay. This thing is seriously written like, uh, like an eighth grader wrote it or something. If you change your mind having to do with this most important summit, please do not hesitate to call me or write. (laughs) okay it's like do do you want to summit check yes or no (laughs) right it's like the worst most passive aggressive email that you get from someone at your office and you're like i don't even know what to do with this do they need me to do something right what (laughs) this missed opportunity is a truly sad moment in history (laughs) i mean 
he's he's gonna be bummed that he doesn't win his uh, Nobel Peace Prize or whatever. Was there? There was never any chance of that, no. though, right? There was no way that there. Well, were I mean, if he away. actually like brought peace to Korea yeah, to he, the peninsula, I mean, we talked about this I'll on the show it, too. I'll give like, it to him, man. If, if that happens, <laughs> yeah. like, sure, yeah, why like, not? Fine. I mean, why not? Yeah. If that's what it takes to keep him out of it, you know, to just keep <laughs> him on the sidelines, being like, I won, everyone. Right. Fine. Give him the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm just, just picturing never him. Never have him meet with anyone. I'm picturing him in his office. He's already commissioned the little plastic stand. <laughs> To put the Nobel Peace Prize and all he has to put in there is one of these commemorative coins. It's just a shadow box with an indentation. What if he's what if he's about to get it and they give it to Kendrick Lamar instead? <laughs> That'd be great. Damn. Well, they could give it to Colin Kaepernick, but apparently we're not going to see him Ever? outside of the locker right. room anymore. We're not going to see him in a stadium anymore. Well, no, that's true. It is pretty funny that they, I'd love to see him in the CFL. Yeah, but he's like, I'm too busy to interfere with, like, to mess with this Mueller investigation or whatever. But I got plenty of time, you know, to tweet about like Tommy <laughs> Larry yep. splashed in the arm. Oh yeah, absolutely. He hasn't NFL. said he hasn't said a goddamn word about what's going on in Hawaii, but he keeps <laughs> tweeting about. Tanya lasagna getting splashed with a drink. That is like right up his alley. Like he should totally be talking about Hawaii all the time. I swear to God, I think that he thinks that Hawaii is like uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. That it's like, it's not really a state. state. Like, isn't that where Obama's house is? Like, (laughs) that's it. That's exactly it. He sent some Russian sex workers over there to pee on it and stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not like on there blaming Obama for the. He's like, oh, there wasn't a volcano until Obama moved back or whatever. I'm surprised he's not blaming immigrants. I was saying, see, there's that anchor lava coming in here or something, you know? Like, <laughs> they start coming on your streets. <laughs> They mess up your golf courses. Although there's literally pictures of people golfing while the plumes of smoke are coming out of that. And it's just like, wow. I liked that article that went around a couple of weeks ago that was like, we've tried bombing it. We're trying like digging around it. Like nothing can stop lava. Uh, (laughs) Like I, I love the completely American response of like, maybe if we just drop bombs in it it'll it'll stop Couldn't hurt <laughs> what could go wrong let's just build a wall around it i mean you're gonna make yeah, it hotter i guess everything. yeah <laughs> what if we just like froze the earth's core and then this would never happen again yeah <laughs> right <laughs> what what could go wrong we're, i mean we'll we're, we're already bears. fucking up the rest of the atmosphere like why not the ionosphere as well <laughs> if there's a sphere we're going to destroy it around here. <laughs> Although, did you see in Hawaii, they were like, oh, a nearby geothermal power plant is being destroyed by lava or whatever. And I was That's like, awesome. they designed this wrong. <laughs> right, seriously. It should be like creating like super villains with this power overflow right now. Or right. Whatever. I mean. That's like having, you know, nuclear power plants on the coast and then, you know, there's tsunamis and shit, you know, like. It was like a nuclear power plant getting hit with a meteorite completely made out of plutonium or something. Like, Although, why didn't you just channel that energy? There's, isn't there? There's a nuclear power plant in Fort Calhoun, Nebraska. They're and shutting they, it down, though. Right. It's well, decommissioned. It almost got affected by that flood of the right. Missouri River. Oh, yeah, it did. It did get. It did get damaged a little bit, and they had it shut down for a while, and they never started it back up again. Right. Well, I mean, what was funny is at the time I was in business school, my buddy from Germany was reading about it in Der Spiegel, 
He's like, man, <laughs> I was just in Nebraska a little bit ago, you know, check it out. It's like, wow. I'm sure it's your funny. buddy knew more about it than most of the people in this country. Oh, oh for sure. I'm sure he knew more in, than most people. People in Nebraska. Right. <laughs> well, they do love their, their nuclear energy in Germany. Hey, speaking of Germans, oh, fucking flawless transition. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're talking about David Hasselhoff? <laughs> I think I think we got to talk about this uh, this video game. I, I still can't remember. Battlefield? Battlefield, I think it's called. Battlefield uh, it's 2? Like Battlefield 5. Battlefield 5? It's all, it's all the rage and all the incel and uh, Gamergate <laughs> subreddits because they dare to include a woman. Right. Bum, bum, bum. All right. In well, World War II. Women. In the, everybody <laughs> knows that women weren't invented until the late Bob's <laughs> historical accuracy. Were we going to take a take a break and bring that out on a high note? Yeah, 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 we can do that for sure. Today we're talking about the controversial new trailer for the upcoming first-person shooter game Battlefield 5. This once beloved franchise appears to have finally caved in to progressive politics and SJW agendas, which really shouldn't be that surprising since the game's developer DICE is located in Sweden or Swedenistan, which is what the local Muslim invaders prefer to call their newfound home. Sad to see a once great nation like Sweden, descendants of fucking Vikings by the way, well it's sad to see recently that the Swedes aren't the confident, defensive, warrior pirate their ancestors used to be. No, modern Swedes are beta male cucks who are so riddled with white guilt and socialist tendencies, basically they're communists, and apparently now they're allowing left-wing politics to take over their country and their home and their companies, their businesses, and now their video games. And along with open borders and unlimited immigration, social justice warriors also of course push for diversity and representation, which really means they want to put more women and minorities in everything. I'm sorry, I stopped the recording and restarted it. Okay, go ahead. They moved back to Key West, where Otto's wife died two years later, but while they're living in the house, Otto's like, hey, I'm going to bring my doll out. This is a grown <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, right. This is a grown man, mind yeah, you. collectible doll, maybe. No, like, I guess they have some kind of like really close connection. I see. Because <laughs> he would bring the doll into the, into the bedroom with them. Just to watch, and the doll would watch them, you know, while while they did adult things. <laughs> Just together. driven mad, and then he like he would dress the doll up, bring the doll with him. Like this is a grown man. Yeah. I, I have to reiterate this, this is man. like Lars and the Real Girl, but <laughs> also child's play. He would bring him out with him wherever he went. He, he'd make him dinner and stuff like that. And if he like he did anything got, that got upset. He would blame it on the doll. Like, oh, the doll made me do it because I guess he was fairly abusive. This is or the whatever. worst haunted doll ever. This doll sucks. <laughs> oh, dude. Suspicious white powder sent to racist lawyer's former office. <laughs> Chuck is not into this doll story. What was the name of that doll? Robert. Okay. The haunted doll. Robert the doll. So yeah, let's let's bring it out on a high note. Let's, let's close this out with everyone's okay. favorite fun time topic: World War II <laughs> video Dude, games. The, the good old days. <laughs> Not just video games, but the yeah. people who love to hate video oh, games. So, yeah, I mean, the people who love video games are also the same people who love to hate video games. So get yeah. ready. If you're not ready for some video game hate, get ready because E3 is <laughs> coming up uh, in the next couple weeks. Oh, so yeah. all the newest, hottest video games are going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. There's a video game called Detroit Become Human about, like, how robots are analogous to, like, slavery. Yeah. But also, maybe that's okay. Uh, so there's going to be some drama about that. Uh, it seems like if you're going to make a social justice game about Detroit, you you should just make it about 
the actual fucking problems in Detroit. No way, man. About <laughs> no about robot allegories. Okay. Um, well, why people don't like me reminded that you know. Right. They're the benefiters of the way their ancestors yeah. ran the country. Right. Which feeds into this story. They yes. play games to be entertained, not to feel bad. <laughs> this new Battlefield game, Call of Duty f- went back to World War II, so now Battlefield has to go back to World War II. Hmm. But this time, it's bringing the ladies. All right. A woman, a female in my video game, no. <laughs> and not ladies just like hanging out in the background being like, oh, do you, yeah, need, a, the, do you need a back massage from all the shooting or they're whatever? They're the wax and the nurses and the... <laughs> like ladies like with USA World War II USA. guns going pew, 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 <laughs> right. right next to dudes. Like that never happened in real life. Unbelievable. Except, wait. <laughs> Except for, you know, the Soviet army, you know, the French resistance, the Dutch resistance, you know. Right. I mean, even even big like war nerds love those pictures of the super cute like French resistance gal holding a machine gun, like sneaking around a corner. Everybody knows that women were already involved in these things. But this is to the point where now there's like a backlash for saying like this is historically inaccurate. Right. This video game has cowed to the social justice warriors and they're just like putting historical inaccuracies into World War Two, trying to claim that women were participating in it when everyone knows everyone saw band of brothers and there wasn't a single lady <laughs> right, right, right. in sight and that's history class everyone like those are just that's just science i mean part of this is that these absolute wet soggy dorks have completely shot their wad on this at this point because they get mad about there being like people of color and women like main characters in fantasy settings and they're like come on this is supposed to be like believable like i'm supposed to believe that there's like you know a there's a lady match, like the village that he came from or there's like a right. woman who can like be an effective soldier right. when i'm out there like or whatever. slaying the dragons and unicorns <laughs> and then i see there's a black guy in the background i'm like what this totally Completely takes me out of the ruined. realism you know well when battlefield released their world war one game a couple of years ago they lost their shit because they had the audacity to include black people and it's like well yeah there's like you a do whole realize african front right. there was a whole african front what about or even the badass harlem hellfighters yeah god I mean, they were still segregated in world war one but they're absolutely were black right. people yeah. serving in world war dude one. what if the game was the navajo dudes were you know doing the codes the, the that were unbreakable yeah. and they were just like outraged because it wasn't right. like white people doing Dude, it or I, something. I like, hope the game is like you go and you fight in World War II and then you come back, your guy like gets off the plane and looks in a mirror and it's like oh he's black and then everyone's racist to you and that's just the level is like you just have to walk around town and have everyone be racist to you after right. you fought in World like, War II. I, I can't get a job so I guess I better compete in those Olympics and then you get a gold medal and then like you come like, back and, you, and they're still throwing shit at you like to tomatoes <laughs> yeah and, and yet people would complain that that was historically inaccurate you right know? well those or that it people... didn't focus around their experience you know i mean they're the it... same people also piss and moan about wanting a i want to play as the germans the wehrmacht like oh <laughs> right. so you want to commit genocide to yeah. be part of war crimes <laughs> no 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 no. the Ver- wehrmacht was different like no there's yeah. don't give me that clean wehrmacht there's a, bullshit myth. there's one of those like big like mech combat that recently allowed you to pick like your pronouns in the cutscenes, so it's basically just like he she and they yeah uh, they've got a gender neutral pro- pronoun in there and everybody freaked the fuck out <laughs> and now the game isn't allowing any kind of modding because basically you would just end up with a mod where you were allowed to put like 
Nazi insignia on your mechs right. and get rid of the option to pick the they pronoun well, or probably the she pronoun. Right. Also. So here's the crazy Do one. So it pronoun. PlayStation <laughs> yeah. has this new game coming out called Dreams. It's from the studio that made that game Little Big Planet, where it was like a game where you kind of build your own levels. Yeah. But this has taken it to the next level where not only can you build your own levels, but you can also build your own like cutscenes and you can do like digital sculpting to like make 3d models and stuff and then you can like act it out record yourself on a microphone and upload it so what immediately do you think is going to happen in this game yeah because i hear some guys spamming the n-word over and over it's gonna be that it's gonna be porn they're gonna be doing like erotica scenes you know with the uh like the computerized female voice because they don't have any like women to do the voice acting yeah hello i find you so attractive it's so sad because you think you hear this idea and you're like wow the possibilities are endless like you could do all kinds of amazing moving things that people could tell their life story or whatever in these you know interactive experiences could blow up you're making your own episodes of right but instead you're just kind of a bunch of 15 year old edgelords making the stupidest racist shit possible the first thing that you think and you're like oh wait no never mind it's literally going to be 100 percent the most like racist trash that people can throw up in people's faces i remember it's ironic not meant to be taken seriously when the yanny and laurel thing was going around yeah all these trolls were like reposting yanny and laurel but then when you clicked play it was just them screaming like racial slurs of course so that you would just like search for it and then just be like, oh, I'll just click on the first one that comes up. Oh, oops. Sorry, <laughs> Grandma. Like, I just wanted to play this funny sound for you. So, you know, it's just going to be those people front and center. And it, it just makes me so sad because I think video games are cool. These, these young men come to me and they want to mod their own video games to scream <laughs> obscenities and racial slurs at people. And if you crack down on that, that's the decline of Western civilization. Oh, yeah. Thank I mean, you, Dr. Peterson. <laughs> yeah. At least if you're going to be a racist <laughs> troll, you know, make the Jordan Peterson simulator game or something like just put right. a little extra thought into it instead of just throwing out low effort trolling. I mean, yeah. make your trolling good. That's that's all I ask. Yeah, sure. Just make a Turner Diaries video game. <laughs> Oh, do you remember when they made the Super Columbine Massacre RPG video game? Uh, And that was like a huge scandal. But it was really, I wonder why. But it was actually this indie video game. They named it that to be kind of like controversy generating to get attention. But the actual game used a lot of the court documents and things like that Mm -hmm. to really help you understand like what happened. After they die in the game, you play like a Doom level where they're like in hell and they're like oh wow that was actually a huge mistake like we really shouldn't have done that (laughs) no one plays a video game just to get to the bottom of a historical event like i'm not like no people do i mean there are literally people kids today well i guess only know about world war ii because of these video games because they're not learning about world war ii so, I mean, there is a potential there. For, there is a potential for video games to expose kids to these things and be like, sure. hey, look, Nazis are not freaking cool. Those video games could do that and they could lean into that and actually like have an important message. But instead, they're just drowned out by these controversies where being like, hey, in the new video game, when you play as the Germans, you can customize your character to be a black female like SS officer right, or right. whatever. And people are like, oh, these progressive people. Yeah, are I mean, so well, I mean, that team. is actually kind of bullshit, though. Like, that's, <laughs> right. that's some inclusivity that's like, you know, like, you know, we need, we need more female Dresden bomber pilots. <laughs> you know, Do it again, bomber airs. Right. 
Right. Um, no, I, I mean, I, that's that's kind of how we grew up, too, because, you know, we learned lessons like if you're like a green rectangle guy with googly eyes on two little legs, if you don't learn your addition and be able to munch the right numbers, then oh, yeah. like these purple dudes will come in and like drag you <laughs> off screen and... I guess presumably beat you to death. That's big government uh, right there, yeah, man. They're right. brainwashing. It's a brainwashing simulator. It's the IRS. Number munchers Defend. as Ayn Randian uh, philosophy yeah. about the, the oppressive state. If only Alex Jones knew what these children were being exposed to. Well, good high note, I think. Yeah, it seemed like a good high note. Yeah. My high note this week was actually just being here with y'all in one room recording. For yeah. sure. Oh, Thanks yeah, for hosting, definitely. Chuck. Yeah, this no was problem. amazing. Yeah, dude. My pleasure. Yeah. Nice colleagues you have here. Great Thank setup. you very much. Yeah. Yeah, we can go go around the table and say where people can find us. Of course, you can find the show at liquid underscore flannel on Twitter. Uh, rate us on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, like it there. I don't know if that does anything, but it feels nice to have the little like hearts on the on the episodes. It does so. keep track. You gotta want those numbers to go up. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> Chuck Williams, it's yeah. so nice to have you back with us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. And y'all can find me at Shaggy Two Trope and uh Yeah, it's great to be back a little. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nick Glessman. Uh, I, even though I am on Twitter, I don't use it for anything other than just retweeting stupid shit I see. Uh, I so think, definitely follow him. Yeah. <laughs> it's good uh, stuff. He, he retweets good stuff. I think it's uh, Squirrel Fodder. At, at Squirrel Fodder. Yeah, at Squirrel Fodder. I don't know. I don't understand this new <laughs> this newfangled Twitter. <laughs> Brendan Williams, uh, no relation. At Brendan That's Williams right. with one L. And I'm Matthew Hodges at Matthew Goyt with a W. And we will see you next week, though I won't see you guys next week. Not well, in person. We got some time, though. We got some time. Okay. We're right. going to make the most of it. All right. <laughs> as long as we got each other. We'll have the time of our lives. 